Oh, my sweet babies, it's time once again for Movie Mastery. Now, people are going to be so confused. You always start these with, and we're back. Ooh, a dinosaur's tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you got me with it. Yeah, Normally, I wait for you to say it, and then I add a dinosaur story. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because I am a huge fan of all of the works of Tone Loke. <laughs> Every single one of his many works. Yeah, anytime Tone Loke's in a movie, I'm going to be there and I'm going to talk about I'm it. I'm going to show up, I'm going to represent. Uh-huh. We talking about Titan AE, Tone Loke's there. We want to talk about uh, that, that Andrew Dice Clay movie that he was in, that Ford Fairlane, Tone Loke's in that. Uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Tone Loke's in that. <laughs> <laughs> Fern Gully? Maybe there's some tone loke. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, he has a he has a song in it. He, it's like a if I'm gonna eat somebody, it's gonna be the funky comedina. It might as well be you. That's that's another tone loke song. He's in it. Yeah, I love tone loke. Of course you do. Now is tone loke in solo? Tone loke, unfortunately, not in solo. So that means I'm gonna have to give this a one out of five. <laughs> No Tone Loke. It had a guy named Loke, weirdly enough. But Here no t- on Tone Loke Mastery, <laughs> we've got a very certain criteria for what we like in our movies. Why isn't the Criterion film collection also based on our, our wants? Right? More Tone Loke movies, please. Please give me the Criterion collection of all of Tone Loke's works. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, what did we uh, what did we watch this week, John? Uh, Why well, we watched Solo. Everyone had been talking to us. They were like, oh, you know, you went and saw Deadpool 2, but I really wish you would also review Solo. And, you know, normally we don't do requests for, like, go out of the list because we usually roll randomly. Yeah, and also to be clear, most of the time we, we do not do two in theaters nows in a row. We do not. Yeah. Uh, so we watched Solo this week. Yeah, we caved to fan demands and we watched Solo. We did indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I think we aren't really going to do much beforehand. I think we're just going to play the music and get right into the spoilers for this. Let's be clear here. We do not want to spoil Solo for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. So basically, we don't even want to do a pre... There's so much going on in the movie Solo that we don't want to do a... Well, we're just going to jump right into it, yeah. honestly. So basically, go see it. Go see it before you listen to this review. That's that's the best we can give you here. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to play some music. We'll be right back with the full review of Solo. I'm feeling like a star. You can't stop my shine. I'm loving cloud nine. My head's in the sky. I'm solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. Solo. Okay, it's time we're going to talk about Solo, a Mario Van Peebles story. Wait, is it about Mario Van Peebles? I mean, it's his story. (laughs) But he's he's not playing Mario Van Peebles, he's playing Solo. Well, yes, he's playing Solo, but little known fact, Mario Van Peebles is a robot designed for acting. I've been playing Solo for like two months, by the way. It turns out that that Birth wrecks the bottom (laughs) half of ladies. Oh yeah, uh, just going solo the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just a real, real fan of that onanism. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of. I'm owning it. Lo- I'm owning up to some sleepy ass onanism. <laughs> I'm giving myself a lazy hand job. <laughs> no, I move around a little. <laughs> 
See, that's based on an in-joke that, that exists in our circle of friends where sex is, if, if you're lazy enough, it's just two people lying in bed saying, no, you move around a little. I uh, know you move around a little. No, <laughs> uh, you do something. <laughs> uh, but in my case, it's, no, just 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 jerk off a little. Come just, on. Come, come on. on, hand. Come on, do something. Hey, hand. Hey. Hey. Hey, I know hey hand solo. I know you're trying to lie perfectly still on a bed. Anyway, so solo. Solo. It's a lot of people running around with guns. Oh yeah. Now this was what year did this come out? Uh, 1996. 96. This I wanna, is. I was gonna say eight, but no, it's or earlier than that. 1996, which means it it almost gets away with how bad it is because we hadn't quite entered the phase of action movies that weren't just this. Well, yeah. I mean, this is very clearly someone saw Universal Soldier and went, "Oh fuck yes." Yeah. Yeah. Universal Soldier. The Return, starring Mario Van Peebo Bryson. Uh, well, I mean, we had a bunch of... We had just Soldier, Universal Soldier, mm-hmm. uh, Solo... I mean, really, uh, there's a lot of movies where they took those greased-up muscle dudes that were the actioners of the of the 80s and 90s, and were like, uh, the, no one could be that muscular. He must be robo-parts. Well, it was, it was basically taking Terminator and going... But what if Terminator was good? Which Terminator 2 had already come out by 96. I know. So they were just like, but what if but Terminator what if it- <laughs> was good and also... Uh, Mario Van, Van Peebles? Peebles? <laughs> and also something you didn't want to watch? Also Adrian Brody's kicking around in there? Poor Adrian Brody in this movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll have to talk about it. So first of all, let's set the scene. This is a 1996 Universal Soldier ripoff called Solo. It stars Mario Van Peebles, Adrian Brody, and William Sadler. Yeah. And I, god damn it, I, I'm going to say this, the whole thing takes place in like South America. Yeah, no, it's, it never leaves this one location. Like they had some chunk of California to film in that looks vaguely forested. Oh yeah. Cause it's supposed to be like, oh, this is the jungles of South America. And you're like, oh no, this is very clearly the hills of California. <laughs> very much so. Uh, and we open on, I remember if we, I, I think we opened straight up in media res in a forest, like trying to blow up some airstrip. Uh, I mean, we find out that Solo exists before this. It's basically oh, like. Oh, that's right. It has an opening scrawl. Yeah. We've got to find out that like, oh, the, the government made Solo and uh, we get the main general gives us a small bit where he's like, oh, he's the best soldier because if he if goes in and he doesn't. He doesn't have wounds. We don't have to worry about taking care of him. And if he dies, then we just build another one. Wing ding diggity do. Because two billion dollars to build a soldier is way less expensive than paying for a vet's medical bill. Well, I mean, also just not paying for a vet's medical bill, which is what's already happening. Well, yes, also that. <laughs> I mean, for for a split second when they showed us uh, Mario Van Peebles and they were like, "It's way better than sending in a regular soldier." I was like, "Whoa, this movie's racist." <laughs> It's like, we send in these black guys and they die for us. Look, this guy, he's totally expendable. And you're like, whoa, whoa, hold whoa, on. Whoa. We spent $2 billion. Oh, okay, he's a robot. I got okay, it. It's, it's no a robot. Yeah, that, no one with a voice like that is spending $2 billion on, but, <laughs> <laughs> on actual people. Uh, yeah, so it turns out that Mario Van Peebles is, they keep calling him an android and a cyborg all the way through this, but let's be clear, there's no human in here. No, I mean, he... In the way that he has a fleshy, human-looking exterior, and, you yeah, know... Ish. 
He's not an android because android is human brain robo body. Yeah, and he's not a cyborg because cyborg is is robot parts human body. Yeah, I mean you can say that he's a cybernetic organism with uh, flesh no, you can't because cybernetic means robot robot parts stuck stuck to a human body or to be stuck to a human. Oh, body. Oh no, because there's a difference between bionics and cybernetics. Because bionics are meant to replicate a human's actual thing, so you could have like a bionic heart, and sure, it would like be a pacemaker like, that yeah. already exists, yeah. But cybernetic would be like, oh, I have a cyber arm, and instead of it just being, I have the function of a normal arm. No, it does more shit. Yeah, it's it like does it's super strong. Yeah, it's basically posthumanism or trans versus transhumanism, sort of. It's it's like uh, you this is this is replacing your your weak metal with or human parts with metal that does the same thing versus I gave you a laser face. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, he is a cybernetic organism, but not a cyborg because cyborg really does entail some sort of human parts in there. That's true. There's no let's just put it put it cleanly. There's no meat in Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> he does not eat meat at all. Solo vegan. Like all vegans, he is a cyborg. <laughs> and like all vegans, 90% of this movie is him telling people that he is vegan. <laughs> How do you find the vegan? <laughs> uh, I can't uh. wait for all of our vegan listeners to tweet at us. <laughs> well, that was pretty nice overall. <laughs> Call, mean, as calling them all cyborgs is, that's not a normal complaint that they get. Oh, yeah. Nor- <laughs> normally when people are like, these damn vegans and yeah. their cybernetic limbs. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's clearly not an actual stereotype of vegans. They're, I think we're safe. They're damn glowing metal spines. Although I will point out they are all terrible at baseball. <laughs> they are all terrible in bed, at baseball. <laughs> they're terrible at bed baseball. The official sport of system mastery. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> god damn it. I was about to make the worst joke. Please do. Well, you know, it's it's like they say, a man with four balls does not walk. <laughs> Away from a delicious steak. True. <laughs> so, Peebles is playing Solo, a robot. Solo presumably stands for some something. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember if they ever said that. I don't think so. I think his name is just Solo. Yeah, he's just named Solo. Uh, he looks exactly like Mario Van Peebles. Uh, he hates wearing shirts. Uh, yeah, so he's like always Mario Van Peebles. So he's always just wearing vests. And, uh, and uh, he's going to go on a mission to destroy an airstrip in South America, generically. So one of the ways you can tell this movie was made in 1996 and on a budget is because action movies nowadays are halfway funded entirely by the U.S. military and therefore uses porn shots of military vehicles in action constantly. Well, yeah, Like every all- Michael Bay movie is just like, ugh, look at these F-14s, oh my dick, oh. <laughs> well, also, you know, it's pre-2001, so the enemy is not somewhere in the Middle East. That's true. Like... Honestly, it was a breath of fresh air to just be like, ah, oh, they're shooting different kinds of brown people. Well, good. <laughs> South Americans don't get nearly the bullet love they deserve in film. Yeah, I was like, all right, so we're not shooting Arabs. That's great. Uh, but also, we're in a jungle instead of a desert. Hooray. That is, that is kind of nice. Uh, but what I was trying to get at is that although they have a couple of static shots of an aircraft carrier to let you know that the base of operations for this robot test facility is an aircraft carrier, they keep sending out the same civilian helicopter I can't identify and civilian helicopter I can identify as two military helicopters over and over again. Oh, yeah. They have one little corporate helicopter and a Bell Jet Ranger, which you'd know is Airwolf. <laughs> That just keep they're they're both spray painted brown with some big old toilet paper roll tubes attached to the side that are supposed to look like missiles. Yay! And those two go flying around, and every time one of them gets blown up, they just send it out again. Just like, hey, we got another one that looks the same. Here it is. 
Uh, so Solo gets sent on his first mission, which is to blow up this airstrip. Mm-hmm. And we see he's supposed to be like the whole opening monologue is he's a super soldier. Mm-hmm. And he's like the the most amazing, badass, super strong, super agile, kill everybody robot. And they send him to like hang on the side of a cliff and put explosives in the side of a cliff. Well, he's super strong and super agile in the way that 90s action movie guys were, which is that they're beef walls. So he's like, I'm super good at standing perfectly still so that it looks like I'm doing something strong. <laughs> Because he like basically climbs a cliff with his fingers, but he does it by ramming his fingers into the cliff wall. Uh, and he uh, goes ahead and puts his nonsense explosives in there, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, it, no. He's got this system where the explosives, he puts them in place, and then a, a pre-arranged light on a little picture of the area lights up in the hand of one of the two soldiers who went with him. Yeah, uh, William, William Sadler's little light-up Tamagotchi says that a, an explosive is in place. Yeah. So, uh, but oh no, says Solo as he surveys the field of Mex- of uh, Latin Americans who were all speaking in, let's be clear here, very first year Spanish. Oh my God. Like they couldn't even get people that are like, oh, we're, we're native Spanish speakers because all of them are like, oh no, esta la noche. <laughs> Donde esta el baño. Like it is just the most simplified Spanish. They're like, I guess maybe... I mean, they're putting subtitles on it anyway. It's not like they were hoping that the people watching would be like, ah, they'll get it. <laughs> so it's just sort of silly to hear them talking to each other. No, mi hermano. Oh, dos hermanos? <laughs> no, no, por favor, no. <laughs> yeah, it was just, okay, good. Biblioteca. I'm, I'm, I think the person who wrote the script also wrote the Spanish <laughs> bits. And I was like, here's what you say. And the pe- the actors they got were like, <sighs> uh, okay. It's paycheck. All, All right. right. Just so you know, I speak Spanish. I, I, can, I, I, I sp- could like ad lib some stuff that's way better than this. No, you you ask him where the library is, and then he tells you, "No esta biblioteca, esta airstrip, <laughs> aerostripo." <laughs> this that's is not a that's not a word. That's very racist. That's that's super right. Please don't just add O's to the ends of things I say. <laughs> Please don't add O O's to the things I say. Oh, this is gold. Gold, I tell you, Jerry. <laughs> Anyway, uh, once Solo notices that the workers on the airstrip are like basically captured slaves. Oh yeah, it's that, just villagers that these gorillas have, and I mean like not, actual gorillas. Yes, you know, with we're, a we're, U. We're both talking about actual gorillas, like it's Solovar and 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 Grodd and stuff like that. Oh yeah, the Gorilla City, obviously <laughs> located in South America. I mean, there is a point where the bad guy, where where Sadler calls them all G's. Ugh. If they're not working, if if they're not. If they're working with the G's, then they count as G's. So clearly it's gorillas. Yeah. But yeah, these random, like, like forest gorillas, these these mercenary dudes who are like, uh, you know, trabajo, trabajo harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're shoving some people around, and Solo has his little, like, I've got computer vision. He's like, beep, beep, those are civilians. All right, let me take these explosives out. Yeah. One of my directives is not to kill civilians. Yes, so he's got a list of robot directives. Let's just say the laws of robotics in this movie are weird. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll, we we yeah. see one of his prime directives later, yeah. which is stupid as fuck. Yeah, so it's, it is his prime directive. It's his number one rule. But anyway, he sees the women and children, and he's like, I will not blow up women and children. So he starts taking the, the bombs down, which aggravates William Sadler so much that he presses the button to blow up what bombs remain and solo at the same time. Yeah, and instead of going like, 
uh, hey, Solo, why are you uh, removing bombs? What's going on? He's just like, oh, one of the bombs deactivated. Fuck it. Blow them all up right now. Yeah. What about Solo? Fuck that guy. Yeah, I don't like that fucking guy. <laughs> so this is going to start the weirdest runner in this whole movie, which is that William Sadler is ostensibly like a Marine or some kind of... He's, he's, he's some kind he's of military. He's some kind of colonel military man who hates robots and yet has found himself in charge of the robot project. Like, there's a general in charge and mm-hmm. then he's like supposed to be the one that tells the general like, oh, I took him out in the field and what do you think? But before that ever even happens, Sadler just hates Solo so goddamn much. Yeah, he. I think he's just racist. Just I think if it was robots. a white robot, he'd be fine. <laughs> oh, it's not that he's racist against robots. No, he's just also, like, he's like, why did you make this guy black, Adrian Brody? You should have made this a white dude, then I could get along with him. <laughs> then that robot's people. <laughs> God. Because <laughs> he's, I mean, he has every other hallmark of a horrible racist bastard that's going to, every time he talks in this movie, he gets worse. Oh, yeah. He is a bad guy that just starts out as being clearly and obviously evil, and everyone around him just sort of ignores it. Yeah, and then he gets worse from there. It's nuts. It's like he's an onion, but the outer layer of the onion was already something else entirely. Oh, yeah. Like, and he just peels, it's just like, ah, oh, I'm a shit onion, and when you peel me away, I just get shittier. <laughs> Yep, so, that's my favorite kite, is the Vidalia shit onion. <laughs> so so anyway, uh, Solo survives the explosion. Yeah, he manages to like jump onto the little landing bar oh, of yeah. the helicopter as they're taking off, and they're yeah. like, oh, damn it, all right, pull him up. Fine, we'll rescue Solo. Because Sadler's like, get away, get away. What about Solo? He's probably dead. What if he's not dead? Who gives a shit? Oh, yeah. He's like, don't you think the general's going to give a shit? He's, they already established his price tag. Oh, yeah, but as we establish throughout the rest of this movie, Sadler is like, I do not give a fuck about anything. My primary objective in life is to get rid of this robot. Yeah, that's all he cares about is eliminating this one robot that presumably is a, a hallmark of whether or not he counts as a successful colonel because he's in charge of the robot project. Well, he's not in charge of the project. He is there to see if it went well or not. Yeah, but even then, he's like, well, it's I, the general's I guess, project. Yeah, but even by the end, the general doesn't want the robot around. So it's just like, at a certain point, a switch flips in this movie and everybody left is bad guys. <laughs> so, okay, uh, Solo escapes, and then we cut to uh, Solo in his repair bay. It's kind of like Solo's room. And you can tell it's Solo's room because there's a few there's sketches that he, that he has drawn because one of the things we learn oh while he's God. wandering through the jungle. Okay, so before he goes and puts the explosives in, he's just yeah. hanging out in the jungle with these other two soldiers. Yeah, and he is just like mesmerized by a spider on his hand. And when we saw that, I was like, "Oh my God!" I hope throughout this entire movie he is obsessed with spiders. And then we get back to his room and there's all these pictures of spiders. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> Fuck yes! He is Spider Solo. <laughs> I am so happy. Because I was like, oh, it has to be some dumb robot thing where he's like, ooh, small creatures, life, these are animals, what do they mean? Because mm. he also has a couple of pictures of like birds and snakes and stuff in there too. Yeah, he's all about little animals. Yeah, he loves little animals and, he loves, and he's a very good sketch artist. And there's... At least, like, five more scenes in this movie where he has some spider and he's like, ooh, spider. Mm, indeed. A large spider is my jam. I am Solo. Solo loves a big spider. Yeah, so you can tell it's his room because in addition to his sketches of birds and spiders, there is a basketball, <laughs> a, can- a, a, a bottle of Windex, and I believe the last thing was, like, a, a decorative plate. And otherwise, it is an empty gray room. Yeah, I was like, whoever... Was the set designer for this? I'm like, what? 
It was the same thing you think you were doing here. <laughs> well, obviously he needs a basketball. Well, <laughs> has he done basketball? Has he ever played a game of basketball? I'm, or does he just do military stuff? I mean, as far as we know, this is the first mission he's gone on. Yeah, so up until now, he's just been playing hoops. Yeah, well, I mean, we find out in a flashback that the reason he's black is because he was watching a basketball commercial. <laughs> oh, that's right. We had no idea what color he was going to be. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was just a, a you know, a metallic gross, skeleton. He was a gross meat skeleton. And then he saw an ad for Michael Jordan and was like, yes, I want to be like Mike. Yeah. And they're like... Oh, b- by like Mike, you don't mean look like Michael Jordan. You just mean black, right? Okay, That's the, here we go. His his uh, his engineer and repair guy and friend, Adrian Brody, uh, is basically like, yeah, sure, we can make you look like Mike. You, uh, Every black guy looks the same to me, Adrian Brody. Yeah, here we go. I have hit the button for Michael Jordan, and oop, we got Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> oh, you hit the button way to the left. Ooh, you hit the Van Peebles button. <laughs> Why do we even have this button? So, but yeah, it's so amusing to watch this robot with no personality whatsoever. That's just a template. And they're like, well, what, how would you like to look? And they start scrolling through like random dead soldiers whose faces they can use or something. Oh, yeah. And then, and then the robot's gross hand sticks out and just goes, like Mike. Because Adrian Brody is watching a basketball game. He's no, like, he's, not, he's watching a commercial for Air Jordans. Well, he was watching a basketball game, and then oh, okay. it went to commercial. Yeah, because it was straight up a commercial for a nice pair of Air Jordans, and you know, it was one of those Michael Jordan black and white commercials where he's like waxing philosophically what if about... I wasn't in front of the crowd all the time? Yeah. What if I wasn't famous? Mm-hmm. Would I still eat Campbell's Chunky Chicken and Stars? Obviously. Definitely. Uh, he just running through all of his commercials. Which sort of f- underwear do you think I wear? Is it Fruit of the Loom? <laughs> it is definitely Fruit of the Loom. I forgot for a couple of seconds when I was setting up this joke. <laughs> I thought it might have been Haynes. Was wrong. <laughs> it was Fruit of the Loom. It just came back to me. <laughs> and other commercials I was in in the 90s. Uh, yeah, the... Uh... Space Jam. <laughs> the... Scene we get is he has been injured in the explosion, mm-hmm. and the only injury he got was like a, a little, chunk of his side got taken. A out. little chunk of his side, which is conveniently coverable by every vest he wears. Yes, uh, everything else is perfectly intact, Splat. and yet just one hole in his side. Yeah, and uh, basically, Adrian Brody takes a look at this goopy mess of metal and like red stuff. There's and he's a like, little red beeping light in there. Yeah. Oh, great. Thank goodness we put an indicator light in this person who was designed to look like a human. Yeah. Oh, he got injured, and uh, then a little red light started beeping inside of him so that people would immediately know he's a robo. Yeah, or that their toaster strudel is ready. <laughs> Well, I always know my toaster strudel is ready when a black man has a red light beeping near me. That's how I know. Only if you loaded him up with your toaster strudels in the first place. Yeah. I was like, hey, Van Peebles, can you get over here? I need to put some toaster strudels in you. And he's like, yes, indeed. All right. I'm also going to put these packets of frosting near you, but not on you because I don't want them to get completely fluid. I need them softened, though, because I've been keeping my toaster strudels in the freezer. I understand, Bill. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Solo. Thank you, Solo. <laughs> I'm going to draw a dick on this one. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'll get good coverage, though. I'll put veins in there. <laughs> got to use every last bit of the frosting when you're cooking up a toaster strudel. Oh, yeah. I've got It's a smaller but fatter dick. I've really got a chode on there. And then, a, <laughs> then just a nice spray out the side of it. I get a good coverage. Absolutely. You want... <laughs> Plus, I just draw a big border around the whole thing. So. I get good dick coverage. 
Oh, man. Remember the wars between the various factions of food companies making shit for you to cook in a toaster? And it culminated in that commercial where a guy complained because he couldn't fit an entire pizza in his toaster. And they, they actually visually put, tried to put a large pizza into a toaster. Yes. I got so mad. Did you? I, I spent. Did you get so? Mad? I spent years of my life being like, "Don't fuck around with a pizza, you dumbass infomercial jerks! Send that pizza to me." <laughs> you have ruined a perfectly good pizza, and for that, you will never be forgiven. And in demonstration of what a pizza you can cook in a toaster, no one wants that. <laughs> Man, okay. Back in the day, mm-hmm. I know we're getting in digression territory, and I do not give a fuck. That's fine. We're fine. Back in the day, they had, in addition to the toaster strudel things. They had toaster breakfast pastries that were like <laughs> yeah. egg, cheese, and bacon inside of one of those things. I, I recall that. Yeah, it was one of the many toaster products you had to keep in your freezer. I ate several of those. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not going to doubt you. Yeah, well, I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't doubt me. Look at me. I of know. Of course yeah. I ate that. I mean, I can tell just from looking at you that you and I, just the other day, we were able to commiserate over the fact that, that when we were kids, we had to buy that popsicle box that had lime, <laughs> banana, and root beer in it. Oh, yeah. And that's a universal shared experience. I think lots of fat kids, the fat adults these days are like, oh, yeah, I remember when the only popsicle option my parents would bother with was the lime, banana, root beer box. Why does that box exist? Oh, my God. It was amazing because you'd race to try and get like lime. a lime. You get that lime. And then as soon as that's gone, you're like, well, I can deal with the root beer. That's okay. And then you would just have a thing of banana popsicles in there that you'd open the freezer up, look at, and go, not today. <laughs> Close <laughs> again. I swear that's why my parents bought that box of popsicles, because I would not. I didn't want banana popsicles. And my parents were like, well, we're not going to get more of them until you eat those banana popsicles. Exactly. And yeah. then eventually it'd be like a week goes by, and you're like, Fuck it. I gotta do it. I gotta eat these banana popsicles. And obviously, freezer technology isn't where it should be, so they're gonna be all slimy and weird. Oh, yeah. I, I love You open up that, that casing, and it's just like, a goop. <laughs> so, so Solo. So Solo opens up his casing, and it's all goopy There's in a there. goop, and, and Adrian Brody reaches in, and oh my god, we gotta talk for a second about what Adrian Brody looks like in this movie. Adrian Brody is... Very clearly a mid-90s hacker from any movie that you've ever seen. I mean, we talked about this in the core, but uh, Quails in that looked slightly more like the post-The Matrix type hacker, at least. Sure, sure, yeah. This was very much the pre-hackers type hacker, where it just, what are you? I look like the youth of today. Yeah, he looks like he lives in Portland. That he's got a he, he can name he can name every member of Dishwalla, and that he's one bucket hat and a pair of yellow sunglasses away from being in the New Radicals. He is in a T-shirt that has the dumbest possible slogan you could ever imagine. Stussy, better than Genera, probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's got a loose, life. loose fitting open long sleeve shirt, which over is but- that. which is buttoned at the bottom. He only does up the bottom button. Uh, he has rope like, necklace, a fucking rope necklace, which may as well have been puka shells. Yeah. And just crazy long hair. And he looks just, he looks like he's in the cast of singles. He, he is definitely in singled out or he's doing like a community production of rent or something like that. There's def- there's a lot of look that's going on with it. I don't remember his pants game, but I think it might've been corduroy or Jinkos. Oh, it was, it was not quite Jinkos, but it was very loose jeans. All right. Fair enough. Picture uh, automatic mushroom patch on the butt that came with the pants in the first place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not quite raver, 
because that's that's not the character. The character's hacker, not raver. <laughs> There's a thin line. He has to be nerdier than a raver. That's true, he does. He just kind of looks like Tom Green's slacker cousin. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, but it's Adrian Brody. <laughs> and Adrian Brody takes out the power management chip, and he's like, ooh, your power management chip got damaged. That means that you're going to be on reserve power, and uh, no heroic stunts for you then. That means you only have three recharges, buddy. Remember that. Hey, and uh, you're going to not be able to do all the crazy nonsense that you can normally do, which... Fuck me. You make a movie about a super soldier and then immediately take away the thing that makes him a super soldier. They're like, here, now you're a regular guy. Bye. Well, he is still the one special effect that's cheap as free, which is bulletproof. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anyway, at this point, it's time for him to go to his debriefing where he needs to explain to the general and the super angry William Sadler why he is the way he is. Yeah. They show up and he's like, oh, uh, I didn't complete the mission because... There were civilians. And Sadler's like, shut the fuck up! If there's civilians there, they're part of the enemy! You kill them too! And everyone in the room's like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, sure. Uh I'm a general, and I guess that's correct. Yeah, and he's like, "Uh, no, actually, there's protocol that Americans do not work that way. Fuck your protocol! Americans work the way I fucking say! Yeah, he's like, you obeyed a direct order! You only listen to me! And everyone in the room's just like, yeah, this all seems perfectly reasonable. Yeah, some extremely- William Sadler seems like a totally calm, rational adult here. Some veiny psycho with sting hair yelling at a calm robot. This is normal. Yeah, this is this is good. It's like one of those uh, like political cartoons where it's like, I am calm and a better man. I'm so goddamn crazy! I'm dumb and goddamn crazy! Yeah, the uh, it's just- it's nonsense, and even Adrian Brody in the room was just like, mm-hmm, yep. Adrian Brody, by the way, it's impossible to tell if he is in the military or not, because this movie is super loose about the concept of the military. Yeah, I mean, they never give him a rank. Mm-hmm. They just sort of call him by his name. There's no salutin'. No. He's obviously just some civilian scientist they brought he's, in because he can build robots. He's some contractor that they're like, oh, you're a robo-man, mm-hmm. which seems weird to me that you would do that, but okay. Well, notably, one of the things is, obviously, this movie's going to end with another robot that Mario Van Peebles has to fight. Did Adrian Brody build that one, too? I mean, maybe. But the entire problem they're having with him is they're like, oh, this dumb robot, bro. And I'm like, well, it's it's just that that's one of his things is, like, essentially, you, you said to program him to be an American soldier, and part of American soldier protocol is try not to kill civilians. No, we programmed you. We told you to program him to be a corrupt dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, the only problem you have is you made his programming to make him too nice. So whatever, we'll just redo his programming. Yeah, it's but not a no, big deal. They're like, oh, fuck it. We're going to wipe his entire brain and then restart. Yeah, this whole project's a dumb failure. It was like, no, it's what I guess it's because it's two non-computer type guys. They're just like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Try kicking it. Well, yeah. I mean, Sadler, as we've mentioned, is just like, anti-robot. we should destroy him. Let us just blow this guy up. Mm -hmm. Fuck it. I don't want him to be there. But the general's like, no, we've put $2 billion into this project. We are going to fix him. Yeah. And I love that fixing him just means like we have to ship him off to some weird... The Palmdale facility. the, The Palmdale facility where he will get wiped and reprogrammed entirely. And I'm like... Really? You can't just, like, 
have fucking Adrian Brody be like, and go into line of code, delete bit that says mm-hmm. save civilians? No, no, obviously not. That would be crazy. It's it's way easier to repair his power system online uh, when you're just on a boat. But definitely, you can't possibly change his little programming st- substructures at all. Not not even a little. Yeah. But but So he goes back to his room, uh, and then he uses his robo-powers of being able to hack into communication lines to learn that they're planning to erase his memory. And this is when we get a look at his own interface, the way he sees the world, with an overlay of his number one rule of life, the prime directive of this expendable super soldier, which is... Uh, he goes through all of his directives, and the prime one is preserve self. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's not what you do on a, on a super soldier that you send into danger, because if your prime directive is preserve self, you're going to be like, all right, Solo, we need you to go into that war zone and rescue that kid. No, He's thank like, I'm you. I'm sorry, people are shooting in there. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a good idea for me. That's not safe at all. I might get hurt. <laughs> I'm going to open a dried flower shop. Thanks, sir. I'll, uh, I'll direct the, the combat from back here where it's safe. Yeah, and if you need me, I'll be at Subway. I want a $5 six-inch meatball, please. Oh, wait, hang on. Preserve self. Uh, let's make that a veggie patty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, wait. Preserve self. Let's not go to Subway. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not going to Subway. I'm going to Soup Plantation. <laughs> so, yeah, we learned that his number one priority is to keep himself alive, which he does by stealing a helicopter. Yeah, they're like, the- oh, Solo, get back here. And he's like, no, you were going to erase my memory, which would erase myself. Yeah. I was like, well, that's pretty fucking philosophical for a robot. Yeah. But the, even then, they're just like, basically, he's still talking to Sadler. So Sadler's like, get back here, robot. No, it would er- you would erase me. Fuck yes, I would. Fuck you. You're goddamn right. Now, fuck you, robot. I'll kill you if I can. <laughs> <laughs> and like, over communications, he's like, oh, I'm straight up going to murder you, robot. And they're like, all right, Sadler, we need you to go get him back. And in one piece. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I will kill him. I'll definitely murder him. Why isn't there a human pride meat month? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you, I know you're just joking. You'll get him back. No, I won't. I'll kill him. (laughs) Like, it's weird how very open and honest he is about being a villain in this movie it's it's weird that this movie is supposed to be about the military when all they have is like one dark room to hang around in and talk two civilian helicopters and one soldier that's not william sadler (laughs) like occasionally we'll get a background soldier that's like I'm just sitting at a comms thing, yeah, whatever. there's a couple dudes wearing MP armbands, so mili- there's a couple of military police type dudes that you see once, and then there's one communication soldier that you see in two roles. Yeah, and then that's it. That's it. Uh, so, Solo is escaping in the helicopter, Sadler gets into the other helicopter and chases after him, and with full-on intent to shoot him down. Oh yeah, they get out there and he's like, uh, he's gonna get away, permission to shoot him down. No. Uh, what? What was that? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Click. All right, shoot him down. <laughs> I like the idea that he even bothered with that instead of just being like, oh, what? Did you say shoot him down? Because I'm shooting him down regardless of what you say. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, well, turns out, no, fuck you. Yeah, definitely going to murder him, and you're not going to threaten my job in any way. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> so he starts shooting at Solo's helicopter, but Solo responds by flying his helicopter straight into a cliff. Yeah. And he jumps out. I... Could not even tell if he jumped out or if he was just, just like, like whatever. I'm a robo. I'll survive. <laughs> My mighty robo body will pr- will prevail and just flies into a cliff. Yeah, so, but his but his like pants and vest survive. So I think he probably was supposed to have jumped out. I assume probably, but they land and go try and find him. They're like, oh, he's missing. Oh no. Yeah, they have that dumb phone call between the general and Sadler, where Sadler's like, "Sir, we recovered the wreckage of the helicopter," and Solo. 
Is he alive? No, sir. Well, then, is he dead? No, sir. We failed to apprehend him, and he is in the jungle. It's like, why are you stretching this out? Why are you just giving him the report? Yeah. It's it's real bad. Everyone's bad at being a soldier in <laughs> this. This 20 questions is stupid. But it turns out that Solo has managed to escape to a Mayan ruin? Yeah, he's in some... The Legend of na- the Hidden Temple. Native Latin American temple. Yeah. Uh, where he's hanging around, and uh, he has a flashback as he goes into recharge mode because he is running out of battery power. So he's using one of his three recharges, which requires him to lie still while something charges something. I guess. And he has weird flashback and he dreams. Yeah, he has... Straight up, like, acid nonsense. Because while he's walking, his vision gets all fucked up, and he starts mm-hmm. having weird flashes. Yeah, and, and he like, starts... All right, great. He gets, like, a memory of himself, like, fighting some soldiers and, and doctors coming after him. and uh, it, But it's so flashy and disjointed that it looks like the the boat ride sequence from Char- Willy Walk in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> well, yeah, because everything's also in this, like, weird hyper-color tint. Yeah. It's all either super bright white or very stark or very reflective and all. Well, there's a lot of like red and blue because his vision's all fucked up. And also, he's... there's that part where a centipede goes by. So, I mean, it's <laughs> it's really obvious. Uh, yeah. There's no earthly way of knowing. Which says Solo. direction Solo's going? <laughs> Is he human? Is he robo? <laughs> uh, uh. But yeah, he. So uh, at this point. Oh, he also identifies a snake when he's walking around in, in the cave, which he sees the snake and he's like, ooh, I love little animals. And his scanner goes, dangerously poisonous, highly cheesy. <laughs> yeah, he just walks by a snake and it's like, beep, beep, this is a venom snake. And he's like, good. Oh, I love that it specifically said the snake was poisonous. So he was like, well, I better not eat that snake. Well, <laughs> not good eating on that snake. <laughs> Don't Do not eat snake. Understood. But so then he lies down. Then uh, a small local boy shows because up. we've we've been skipping this, but we've been seeing a, a side story in this of the local uh, village people being being threatened. Yeah, the village people the, have been threatened. The local village people. <laughs> they have their own village people in this part of the world. Yeah, everyone's got their own village people. The village people of many nations. Yeah. So the local villagers are being threatened by gorillas in order. They, they're like, oh, if you don't build this fast enough, we'll start killing you about the airstrip. About the, you know, the giant ape monument that they want. They want a up. giant ape monument that's going to turn all of the superheroes of the world into apes. <laughs> uh, uh, so, this joke. So anyway, I, the little boy finds Solo, who he immediately identifies as some kind of god. And he's like running off to tell his friends about it when then suddenly he is attacked by that poisonous snake from earlier oh no and then uh solo manages to wake up and grab the snake before it bites the kid yes and then they don't con- converse or anything but the kid does yell some stuff in spanish and then he runs away which solo takes as a good opportunity to convert his brain into spanish mode so that no one in the movie has to speak spanish anymore yeah the like the rest of the village shows up and they're like oh we've got to go get that guy and they're all speaking spanish and then there's a little overlay of translating in progress, done, and then everyone gets, just gets to speak English. Yeah, from that moment forward, everyone's just speaking English, which unfortunately doesn't play into when Sadler finally catches up with Solo, that he's just like, como esta, soy solo. <laughs> Whoops, sorry, hang on, back that. <laughs> I'm sorry, soy Goku. <laughs> soy Goku, which is what we kept saying throughout the movie for no reason. I I swear to God. Oh, because someone s- sounded like someone said it, yeah. Someone in the background, I swear, said soy Goku, and I'm like, the fuck... <laughs> <laughs> then why isn't he saving you guys? Not a big enough threat. 
He's over there charging up. He's just sitting there doing push-ups. He's just like, come on, Goku. No. Call me when a giant alien shows up. I'll just stand back here powering up until then. You guys got a gravity chamber somewhere? (laughs) Or a hyperbolic time chamber. I'll take whatever. You know, it's cool. Whatever kind of chamber you guys got. Hyperbolic. (laughs) What else would it be? A hyperbaric time chamber? What even... Yeah, I'm pretty sure hyperbolic is actually what it is. Yeah, it's a it's very hyperbolic. <laughs> There's so much time in here. There's, There's like a bazillion time. However much time you think there is, there's more time. Look, my uncle works at Time Tendo. <laughs> This thing has Mario 1600 plus 5 in it. Van Peebles. Van Peebles. <laughs> this has Mario Van Peebles. Of the future. Mario Van Peebles cart. <laughs> and his evil doppelganger, Wario Van Peebles. <laughs> I want Wario Van Peebles a whole lot. I right feel like now. I just figured out what my personal Twitter handle needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um,. Uh, so the the villagers find him and they 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 immediately agree that he is some sort of dude who walks through the forest and punishes evildoers or something. Oh well, they think he's dead. Yeah. Oh, they also think he's dead. So they're like, oh, let's have a burial for him because he saved this kid. And then the gorillas show up and he beats the shit out of them. Yes. And they're he... like, oh, you're a demon. And that's when it's revealed that he is definitely bulletproof. Yeah. Which means that most of the rest of this movie is basically threatless. Plus his bulletproof stuff. It bounces off of him and, like, no not just his, his metal body, like the Terminator, it just bounces off of his skin and also clothes. Uh-huh. Like, there's Which, not even a hole in his vest. Low special effects on this. We basically get smoke pellets. Yeah. When, when things hit him, little bursts come up like you were kicking sand. <laughs> it is it's ver- like you were throwing those little explodey pellets. Oh, yeah, I've got some of those right there. Yeah, yeah those little, uh, those little the things you can buy. The little in- snappers. Yeah, snappers. You throw them on the ground, and then you throw them at the wall because yeah. you're, you're getting bored of throwing them at you, the ground. And then you throw them at one of your friends because you're an asshole. <laughs> I don't think it hurts. Uh, no, but you're an asshole anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's not why. I don't do that because I'm an asshole. I, I do that and... to also be an asshole. Yeah, those are just two true statements that aren't connected. <laughs> I throw snappers at friends. Also, I am an asshole. I don't remember if I've ever thrown one at a friend. I've had friends throw them at me because I want to see if they hurt. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I've been like, like, all right, throw one at me. I want to see if it blows up. Yeah, I've done. I've had. I've had uh, the girlfriend throw one at me to see what happens. No, what you do is you take all of them. You unwrap them, you get them in a napkin, and then you throw that thing, and then it explodes big time. Yeah, I've seen that sort of thing. I took a bunch of them. Uh, I forget what my specific source of that kind of powder was, but it might not have been those. But I filled a tennis ball with them. <laughs> Good. Good plan. <laughs> and then threw that off a big old high hill. <laughs> See what happened. What happened was the tennis ball doesn't explode evenly. It explodes down a, si- a seam, and then the thing rockets off with a thrust from that area. <laughs> Good. So, like, half of a tennis ball goes flying out in the I, distance. I was kind of an explodey kid. I, I spent a lot of time making stupid explosives out well, of Well, of course you were. You were cookbook. a Dickensian little urchin, so obviously you had little goggles and a top hat well, and a brown vest. I mean, those things are all true. I, given the fact that I was banned from my house as a child so that I wouldn't wake up my little brother, yeah. uh, I did spend a lot of time roaming the streets picking up un- horrible diseases, by the way. I, da- I still can't donate blood because I had viral encephal... I'm sorry, bacterial encephalitis from playing in storm drains obviously uh but when i was uh, you're the type of kid that would be taken by pennywise i am exactly that type of kid yeah or or the type of kid that would be taken over by pennywise i could be that bully kid from from the it oh yeah yeah that that would make like hey you know what makes perfect sense you should stab these kids like fuck yeah kill your dad (laughs) 
Oh, you're right, clown. I should kill my dad. That's a good idea. But no, when I I, I kept just enough of that feral nature going into high school that I, I got the anarchist cookbook and just went nuts with it. Oh, yeah. So there was I, always someone that yeah, did. I was that kid. I, I was the one making fucking like... Uh, napalm in your na- backyard. Yeah, napalm out of diesel fuel and styrofoam. Yep. Uh, or thermite, which we used to burn holes into the sidewalk. Your or, friend who's like, look, I made a flamethrower out of... Uh, what was it? Uh, nine volt batteries. That is the thing we did. We made the potato cannon and used it to fire frozen potatoes through fences. Yeah. Uh, we you, Tennis balls were my favorite because you could easily make a tennis ball bomb out of nothing but a box of Strike Anywhere matches, which you'd cut just the heads loose, and then you'd pack those into a tennis ball and throw that shit. Great. Uh, I, uh, a dry ice packed into a bottle until it exploded. <laughs> just, just life, man. That was just me yes. running around blowing nonsense up. Good. Great. Yeah. So anyway, high school story's over. Uh, solo... <laughs> Solo Solo kicks the asses of these dweebs. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, you are a great village spirit uh, from the forest, and you will protect us. Yeah. Anyway. And then he passes out again. Yeah. He wakes but- up, they're watching TV, and he's like, oh, sweet, power, and like... Disassembles their TV in front of them. Yeah, he's like, here, I'm going to take your one source of entertainment and use it for parts. Bye. He just starts ripping chunks out of this TV, and he's like, where does this TV's power source originate? Yeah, so he ends up recharging off of a generator. So naturally, the next thing they ask him is, can you teach us how to fight the gorillas? And he's like, I don't know, why don't you just fight them? And they're like, but we don't know, we're just farmers, we don't know how to fight. I'm like, D- you don't know how to fight, period? Like, you can't, <laughs> you have machetes and you cut down trees, just pretend that tree is a dude, and that's how you kill a guy. But no, they're like, we're like we have no idea how to fight, please, you must teach us to fight. And, and he's like, he like fucking teaches them how to use bow and arrow. I'm like, that is the worst idea. Well, the one part, he's showing them a gun. He's like looking over the parts of a gun that he took off one of those Merc guys. He's like, this is the part of the gun where the bullet comes out. And you're like, okay, so someone's going to end up using that gun? No. Instead, he just trains them to be Ewoks. Yeah. He's like, listen, you guys, what you need to do is cut a bunch of logs and hang them from trees. What I need you to do is hang some logs from trees, make bows and arrows from scratch. Mm-hmm. I liked it when he built that kerplunk trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a bomb that is basically a giant basket with holes in it that he has stuck arrows into. Mm-hmm. But it just looks like a big kerplunk game. Yeah, it looks like the world's first kerplunk it's, it is the ancient Mesopotamian kerplunk. <laughs> Which somehow these Latin American folks got their hands on. And uh, he <laughs> fills it up with fucking like gunpowder from a grenade? Oh, that's right. He has straight up like a World War One grenade. He's like, oh, I've got this grenade, and if I <laughs> cut a hole in the bottom, gunpowder. Yeah. So he has the world's oldest grenade that he uses to build the world's first kerplunk, which explodes into arrows for some reason. Instead of just using it in you know as a grenade. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we have a comedy, almost comedy sequence where they use the stuff to rip- defend themselves. But right now it's still montage time. He's just, it's just a montage of him and the villagers having a good time and building fun shit out of, out of the wood. And, uh, the uh little there's kid, one hot villager. The little kid that he saved is running around and, uh, they're playing like not actually the fucking, oh, uh, yeah. Aztec game that was like. You have to get the ball through the tiny opening that's up above you, but it's you, can you only, can't use your hands or feet, so it's yeah. just your body. And it's a little hard, like rubber ball, so it's a hard game to play. Yeah, but they're using their hands. But they're uh, just throwing balls into there, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine, that's whatever. Fine. It's fine for kids. But, but like that, one but, of them goes, "Oh no, my ankle! I definitely have broken my ankle." And Solo is like, "Oh no, that child's ankle is broken. And I will the, do nothing." The priest is like, "Just wait." Look at this child. And then he's like, 
just kidding, psych, and runs away and throws a ball into a thing. And yeah. they're like, that child was lying. Oh, no. He was bluffing. What is bluffing? What? This is Solo, by the way. Solo has no idea what bluffing is. He's pulling a C-3PO from the Expounded Universe series. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, what is it? To lie. To bluff. And I'm like, you know how to cut rope traps, but you don't know what lying is? What kind of... Why do you even look like a human if you can't pretend to be one convincingly? What was oh, the point? Also, what happens if, like, oh, you were sent on a mission and, like, enemies captured you? At that point, you're just going to be like, hi, I'm a robot. This is where all the forces are. Uh, this was our plan. Let me tell you all the secret codes to get into the base. I don't know what lying is. Can we defeat them? Oh, definitely. You can definitely defeat them. Oh, here. I'll help. <laughs> I'll definitely help you because I'm just some robot. Bluffing is not a concept I was programmed with. Yeah, so he figures out what a bluff is. Yeah, which is going to be important later in the movie, of course. It's the one thing he learns from the villagers. There oh, is he one... also learns to have compassion for people. Oh, uh, fair enough. There is one villager who is very clearly uh, the hot villager. And she's the only one who wasn't dressed in, in old fat, like, hand-me-down t-shirts and old robes and stuff like that. Beca <laughs> that little kid has a t-shirt that says, eat, eat the, the worm. worm. Yeah, the eat the worm shirt, which I just wanted that kid's shirt so bad. <laughs> Give me that shirt, kid. <laughs> but there's a there's some woman villager in a sundress, and she just keeps trying to bring Solo, like, plates of food and stuff. It's like, here, I, I got you a plate of food. And he's like, I'm a robot. What the fuck is wrong with Please you? Please stop bringing me plates of food. And she's like, well, you're... You're so attractive and noble. And he's like, once again, I am a robot. You cannot have this dong. <laughs> Although, let me assure you, it was lovingly crafted. <laughs> Adrian Brody definitely took a lot of time on that one. He spent so much time on it. Look, it is painted on the side of my leg in toaster strudel frosting. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, but, I, man, I must be getting up there in age because I was like, Aw, oh, she can't be the sexy one in this village. She looks like she's 16. Get that, out of here. That is a problem, yes. It's true. <laughs> but uh, luckily, nothing happens or anything. She's just there. No, she's just there to be like, I'm the the helpless lady that is the attractive one in this village. Mm -hmm. That Oh, no, danger will come to me and someone will save me. So we, uh, periodically, we are cutting back to the weird semi-military facility where Adrian Brody is getting yelled at because his robot got away. And there's a point where William Sadler basically... Okay, so so it starts with it starts with Adrian Brody asking the general guy, this old southern dude, like, what's going on? He's like, well, son, I'll tell you... I guess more of a Texas dude. I'll tell you, when you go hunting for dogs, it's important to bring your own... I'm sorry, when you go hunting for foxes... When you go hunting for dogs, it's important to bring your own foxes. <laughs> when you go hunting for fox, it's important to bring your own dogs. And it's like, wait, aren't you the military? Like, the, so do you, you mean, have a shitload of dogs? You have an entire... A, like aircraft carrier full of soldiers yeah so it's like maybe he means soldiers like oh you guys are going to send soldiers after them instead of just having to, me try to talk him back here is that what this is no you see william sadler's gonna bring in a bunch of goofily dressed mercenary friends of his <laughs> one after the other in a single file line of goofball survivalist types just wearing like a blue blazer yeah, and a hawaiian a, shirt one of them's wearing a blue leisure suit fucking what is going on here and it's all just it's like an a-team comes in it's like oh i'm the one in the tank top that's all muscly i'm the one in the business suit who looks super suave <laughs> i've i've got a blazer and a hawaiian shirt so you know i'm the fun one yeah just one after the other these dudes come piling in with just weird random cases full of weapons on them and sadler's like hey it's good to see you again how are you guys it's like, what is this? Are these his old army buddies? ex-military? Is he ex-military, or is he the one guy who went career and the rest of these weirdos just didn't, like, but like stayed got, home? And 
he got promoted to colonel, and everyone else is like, ah, I'm done. Uh, I'll retire from the military at this point, but I will keep training so that I'm worth recruiting for things, I guess. I guess and they I'll went show into up. the private sector. Well, it really feels like they're a bunch of type of guys that read Fortune magazine, or Fortune and Glory, or Soldier whatever. Soldier of Fortune. Soldier of Fortune, thank you. Yeah. So they show up with a bunch of, like, aftermarket part guns and, and uh, you know, pills that prevent radiation damage. <laughs> Radiation damage. Yeah, this, this one prevents seven radiation damage. <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got this pill, and it protects me from ten electricity damage. <laughs> I have a thirty-five pound can of beans. <laughs> Let me tell you, if Uncle Sam comes into my house and tries to take my daughter and my beans, I am prepared to defend myself. But sure, I can break off from that. They want leave my daughter for stuff. For stuff, I'll leave rural Ohio and head to your dumb thing to catch a robot. <laughs> so he gets his ridiculous bullshit A-team together, and he's like, I'm going to go get that robot. And again, the general's like, hey, bring him back in one piece. And Sadler's just like, yeah, nope. sure, that's not going to happen. I'll definitely bring him back in one piece, by which I mean a garbage bag full of parts. <laughs> and, and so the general's like, well, you have to take this actual soldier with this you. This guy is our best tracker. You need to take him. And he's like, fuck you, he's not part of my team. No, I only want to take non-military guys. The general's at this point should be like, all right, uh, you're fired. Okay. Okay. Uh, you I'm know what? I just I've just now realized that for the last three four days you have been nothing but slobberingly evil. You've gone so crazy. <laughs> You've gone off the goddamn deep end. How about I just send someone else? <laughs> so, so he agrees to take this one tracker guy and his band of weirdo minions, and they take the same two helicopters out to the jungle where oh, they are, and they have to uh, like immediately turn on the one guy because they're like oh here's a a video of us being at a burning hut and they're like solo's gone crazy we're gonna have to kill him sorry bye yeah and then they they show the corpse of the the soldier the one soldier that that they had been been sent along with them which he just immediately got murdered as soon as they got there oh yeah because sadler hates robots so much (laughs) that he will kill random american soldiers to trick other people into letting him take chances to kill robots Oh, yeah. And we don't get a backstory on this. There's no why. There is no point where it's like, he explains, oh, I hate robots because I think that they're taking money away from what should be going to soldiers and putting it in this robot program. Here's the thing. This is the craziest bit to me. We do get a bit of William Sadler backstory, but all it shows us is that he has always hated robots. There was no point where Solo had failed him and he started to hate Solo. Because the first thing we ever see is Solo's hand-to-hand combat training. Well, it's... It's a demonstration for a bunch of other generals, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, we're going to have all these soldiers attack Solo in a boxing ring, and he just clowns on them, obviously. Yeah, he Mario Van Peebles his way through them. And, and then, then Sadler's, like, to one of the soldiers, gives him a gun, and, and he's like, like, here. But this isn't part of the training. It is now, because I hate robots. I hate them robots to pobots. <laughs> so, give me that roboy for me to make a po'boy. <laughs> And, you know, what happens is exactly what you would expect. He attempts to shoot the bulletproof robot. It does not go as planned. Well, it's worse than you'd think because Solo sees the gun, dodges the bullet, and the, the soldier shoots one of the random generals in the head. Yeah, I... And then nothing comes of that. I see him shoot a general in the head. And then the next scene after he disables the guy and, like... I guess hits him too hard because some medics start coming in mm-hmm. to him and not the general is 
the main bad guy general is shaking the hands of the two surviving guys. Yeah, as if they were like, well, we never liked general man powers anyway. Well, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> At least you didn't get me, your general, skinny penis. <laughs> it's your general, skinny penis. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, uh, but no, this this backstory, it makes no fucking sense. Sadler's just like, kill that robot. And well, Why? And the thing is, before this scene, I did think it was a, oh, he's not a real human, I hate robots because I believe in actual American soldiers. But then he immediately is like, no, fuck American soldiers, I want weird guys that are my friends, also I'm going to kill a soldier just so I can go ahead and get permission to try and blow up Solo. Yeah. So, we're running low on time here, but he goes rampaging through the jungle. He recruits the gorillas, sort of. Like, he gets them to help him raid the town. Hey, you know that guy that beat the shit out of you earlier? You want us to help you beat the shit out of him? And they're like, yeah, fuck it. So, he's just tricking them. He sends them in to kill Solo and then blows them all up at once. And doesn't get Solo, because Solo jumps out of a window and does a backflip. Yeah. (laughs) There's a giant firefight going on where, like, people are shooting guns and grenades and shit, and in order to get where he needs to go, he backflips there, like, (laughs) multiple times. He's backflipping everywhere in this firefight scene. He's just backflipping left and right. Everywhere he goes. That can't be the most energy-efficient way to get around. (laughs) You don't understand my mighty robo-logic. Uh, they send... I have especially heavy hands and feet. Once I start backflipping, I cannot be stopped. (laughs) They uh they send Adrian Brody down because they're like, oh, maybe Adrian Brody can help you and talk to Solo. Indeed, he finally gets to go on a Brody quest. And uh, he is immediately just fucking used as bait by Sadler. Yeah, he gets murdered uh, slowly so that he has enough time to talk to the robot, to uh, Solo. And he's like, he dies. here, uh, here's your power management chip, so now you can stop being like a little bitch, and actually go out and use your powers, even though we spent the last hour and a half of you just being a regular dude. And they have the most ridiculous exchange where he's like, oh, Solo, you're going to live, and I'm going to die. And Solo's like, well, Bill, you forgot Operative 712. Save your own ass first. Oh, you made a joke, Solo. You learned to make a joke, especially because I know that save yourself is directive fucking one. (laughs) I don't know why I put that in there. I'm real bad at my job. (laughs) Did I also put it in at 712? Shit. Shit. I got to redo. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, turns out there was actually only room for 711, so it just looped back around again to his top priority. (laughs) So... Anyway, it's like Gandhi and nukes. So a whole bunch of these doofball soldiers, in the, well, mercenary types, running around with like nunchucks and aftermarket kit-equipped rifles and things, keep running up to Solo, shooting at him, realizing he is just completely bulletproof. And then just getting slapped around. Yeah, getting smacked about a, bit, a little bit. Some of them like try to pick up things to hit him with and stuff, but it oh, doesn't. Oh, yeah. One guy sits there, has like a big automatic rifle, shoots him a bunch, nothing happens, and then he throws the gun down and picks up a, like, stick to hit him with. I'm like, what was your plan here? That's like throwing the gun at him when you run out of bullets. Maybe he's like a vampire, and, you know, you just got to beat him enough with a cross or a piece of wood. He's steak. like, oh, if I can just shove this wood through that robot's heart. Wait a minute, <laughs> that's vampires, not robots. There is also a point in the movie where someone asks him where his brain is, and he's like, it is not up there, indicating his head. It is here, in my chest, where my heart would be, were I a human with a heart. Oh, but where's your heart then? Oh, that's in my thigh. <laughs> My mighty thigh muscles have been moved to my armpit for convenience. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sadler uh, gets a big weapon, but it's a cannon. He tries to shoot him to death with a cannon, and he has a little boy in his clutches. 
Yeah. So he's shooting a giant cannon at at, at uh, Solo, but just you know he's too backflippy. He's too much backflip. There's too many backflips for him to get hit. So eventually they get into an actual fight, which does not go well for Sadler because he's not a mighty Robo. He gets e- easily de- uh, beaten up, but then wouldn't you know it, the second robot shows up. Can they- I just say about do. Sadler's death? There throughout this entire movie. Uh, his character's signature move mm-hmm. is he cracks his neck. Oh yeah, he keeps doing that noise thing where he likes like like he'll, he'll no do hand a neck crack, no hand neck cracks, and that's his signature move. Like that's what that character does. And when it finally came to the very end, where Solo was going to take out Sadler, and he grabs him by the neck, I was like, oh, he's gonna like actually break his neck, and it's gonna be like a neck crack thing. Mm-hmm. And this was foreshadowing. No, he then lifts him up and, like, WWF breaks his back on his knee? Yeah, he does a Bane Batman slam. I was like, what the fuck was that? And that doesn't kill him, but he just gets up and leaves anyway. Solo's like, nah, I'm good. All right, I I broke your spine. You're probably paralyzed from, like, the waist down at least. Anyway, I'm out. Bye. Good day. I have broken the bat. But then the second robot shows up in one of the movie's two helicopters. And uh, wouldn't you know it, it's a... (laughs) It's a robot William Sadler. It's Robo Sadler. <laughs> Robo Sadler is here, and of course, the first fucking thing it does is crack its neck, and I'm like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, it doesn't need to do that. What's it? it even makes Who the noise. Who programmed it to do that? And it, what what noise? Is it releasing gas from between the between its its bones? Is that what it's doing when it yes, cracks gas its neck? between its bones? That's that's what normal uh, knuckle cracking is. It's it's releasing gas buildup. Oh, that gas. But like, but the robot does it. It's got to just be playing an MP3. Yeah, it's just like, it just moves its neck and then plays neckcrack.mp3. <laughs> That's got to be what it is. But uh, Robo Sadler is dressed like fucking Fade Routha. Like, it's just all black with studs and leather and crap all over it, where Solo was dressed as, you know, a soldier. Well, well except for that one scene where he's dressed as the fanciest pirate in town. Oh, that's right. There, well, that's, cause the, that's because he gets dressed up by the locals who put him in a Seinfeldian puffy shirt. <laughs> They're like, here you go. We'll have it be open-chested because... You cannot button a shirt up all the way. Solo. Obviously, you'll need a rope belt. You're going to have like one of those little uh, bandanas for your head. You need one of them bandana hats. Look, you're just going to look like Matthew Modine in Cutthroat Island. <laughs> uh, so the two robos have a fight in the temple. They have a fight. One robo wins. It's it was like, Solo. Yeah. It's, so Willie, or Sadler show, or Mecha Sadler shows up just in time to see regular Sadler. And murder him. Yeah, he's like... He's like, ha ha, can you walk? And Sadler's like, does it matter, you goddamn robo? And he's like, no, it does not. And then he shoots him. Yeah. Like, okay, so it wasn't just Solo. He does hate all robots. He Even hates- if the robot looks like him, which means it's not a racist thing. It mostly means that he posed for, for a- another robot to be built. Or that the second robot was like, well, how should we make you look? Like Sadler. <laughs> that guy, I love cracking my neck. Make me look like the president of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, they have a fight in the temple, and Solo brings the temple down. He like straight Samson's with well, he, the temple. He bluffs. He pretends to be defeated. Oh yeah, at one point he pretends that his power has run out because mm-hmm. they don't know he's gotten his management chip back. Yeah, and so the other robot walks close enough to him to check, and then he comes back he's to life. He's like, "Oh ho ho! You, you are... have spent all of your power. You are out of power. No, I bluffed. What is bluff? Oh no, <laughs> baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> uh, so no yeah. more. Solo wins. 
and sort of we don't know we don't see him at the end he pulls the temple down on top of both of them and then we cut to the villagers being like well the the general at that point is like oh well fuck it i guess we just lost two billion dollars down the crapper four billion there was two robos well he says the pro the project was two billion dollars so i assume it was one billion each oh fair enough he's only a billion dollar robo yeah so he was like well that's two billion dollars down the crapper let's go they're like do you want to Check the temple. Nah, fuck it. Let's leave. We don't need robo parts. <laughs> we we don't need any of that. Anyway, bye. And then we cut to the villagers who are having a happy celebration and doing a fun dance. They're like, "Oh, Solo, we'll never forget you. You were there. You were our hero, mighty Solo." When one of the things that also happened earlier in the movie was Solo was trying to learn how to laugh. He's like, "I don't get jokes or laughing. What is to laugh?" But then when he tries to practice it, it sounds like you know a computer. He sounds like Max fucking Headroom. Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> beep like, beep boop laugh that's just terrifying but eventually he does learn because the very end of the movie is his horrifying laugh just emerging endlessly from the jungle this like super loud metallic cackling monotones <laughs> comes out of the jungle and all the villagers are like oh but i'm like no if I heard that coming out of the jungle, I'd be like, well, we're dead. <laughs> so that's what chupacabras sound like. I was curious. Oh, my. It seems we're going to be murdered now. <laughs> okay. I mean, ultimately, it sounds like Solo was broken and his laugh got stuck on. Uh, yeah, that's it's what... like the end of Batman where it's just <laughs> the Joker hits the ground. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, yeah. ha. Except it's way more monotone than that. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 It's pretty much the end of this movie. Yeah. That's Solo. And that's how it ends. We don't even see him alive. We just hear his creepy fucking laugh. His terrifying metallic laugh. Apparently he found a chunk of kryptonite, and now he's going to finally destroy Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Solo turned into Metallo. Uh, so that's uh, that's the end of Solo. Just like we told you, we'd watch Solo. So we watched Solo. Good job, everyone. We We did it. We watched Solo. Now, did did you want us to watch something else? I don't know. You might have. Uh, I don't know. There's uh, there's at least two more solo movies I can think of, so we could keep doing this. This gag could keep running for a while. This gag has legs. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part of Solo? Ooh, my favorite part of Solo. What was the best part of Solo? Uh, I think the best part of Solo was the giant kerplunk bomb grenade arrow shooter trap. Good. That was because there was a point where some soldiers ran by and stopped to investigate it, and one of them like pulled a stick out of it, and it was literally like he had just like, oh, I love kerplunk. Ooh, someone left kerplunk here, guys. Guys, it's a, it's a set up kerplunk. The one part of kerplunk that sucks, you don't have to do. <laughs> they just left it set up and didn't play. Come on, guys. Who wants to play kerplunk? <laughs> Good. So that was my favorite part. And, John, what would you say was your favorite part of, of uh, uh, Kerpl- I mean, definitely the running theme of Solo loves spiders. Yeah, Solo loves spiders and snakes and Just all, his, all the animals of the forest. The fact that his very first scene of playing with a spider, and I was like, boy, I hope that happens throughout the rest of this movie, and did, was great. I mm-hmm. felt very vindicated. I think I'm going to change mine. I think my favorite is the unexplained, unattributed, but very, very pure hate of... Uh, <laughs> By William Sattler for robots. Uh, I just, I love that. I love, he's like, I fucking hate robots. <laughs> like, why? That's not important. No need to explain. <laughs> As has been established. I, I loved that shit. Uh, it was great. It made his character amazing. 
Okay. So what was you say is your least favorite part? Oh, my just le- stealing your job. My least favorite thing in this movie is definitely the fucking prime directive preserve self. I was like, come on, someone has to have known the law of robotics somewhere. Yeah, the first one is don't hurt people. Oh, wait, you couldn't use that either because he's a soldier. Yeah. But it should be like follow orders unless it would cause undue harm to your unit or some shit like that. Like, give him some if-then statements. Don't just be like, prime directive, preserve self. Yeah. That is the worst directive for a soldier. Go out into the woods and do some soldiering. No, sir, I will stand in here. No, I would like to sit on couch and read book about ghosts. <laughs> I'm a very young robot. <laughs> would do, do you have a marshmallow for a robot? <laughs> Bringing up your weird childhood, we might, as well, we might as well square the circle, John. Yeah, it's fine. Everything we did we fine. did my Dickensian bomb bomber urchin childhood. We might as well do yours, where you were just a little fat Richie, rich eating marshmallows. I'm sorry, a marshmallow. A marshmallow. Well, yeah, a butler came in with a silver plate, took the cover off, and was like, "Mrs. Afternoon Marshmallow, would Sir like to wear his cravat?" <laughs> Here is a new book about ghosts for Sir. <laughs> this one's entirely about farm ghosts. Ooh, very good. <laughs> Thank you. Let's uh, let's make it clear here that John's childhood story about being a boy who wants ghost books and marshmallows is entirely fabricated, while my story about being a, 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 a sewer urchin is actually accurate. <laughs> very true. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, oh, Miley's favorite Yeah, your thing. least favorite. Uh, Miley's favorite thing is just going to be the Van Peebs acting. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't act in the slightest. Which I'm, I'm like, okay. He's a robot. When you, when you do that, and you're like, we got Van Damme to be our Universal Soldier, or Mario Van Peebles to be our Solo. You're like, well, at least they're playing a non-emotional thing. So if you're like, oh, he's terrible at acting, they're like, oh no, he's just a robot. I mean, I could also say the extremely boring fight scenes. The fact that the robot is pure bulletproof might be one of my least favorite things in the movie because it's so boring to watch characters empty clips into a bulletproof thing it's it's just very cheap yeah because i mean like i said at least with the terminator when he gets shot stuff happens yeah you get to see like things like ping off him and like you get to see the metal endoskeleton underneath and all that other cool shit with solo he's just like oh no bullets he doesn't even do the like i am being hit like parts of his body yeah, he doesn't go backwards. react to getting no. shot it just dust explodes off him and he just keeps doing what he was doing which was mostly backflipping. <laughs> Mostly backflipping. All right. So uh, out of five, we're each going to give a rating. Zero to five, that'll give us a rating out of ten. Jeff, rating for Solo. I'm going to give this a one and one half. Because there were certain moments of it that I was at least laughing at and enjoying. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, he loves spiders so much. or So many spiders. Or, or the part where they cheaply explain why we're not going to hear any more first-year high school Spanish in the movie. <laughs> Except when we do, because every once in a while they'll be like, Oh, just someone in the background will say, like, a very high school Spanish phrase, and you're like, I thought we had translated that. Or one, they'll use a a phrase in Spanish that everyone knows, and it'll just stay untranslated. So they'll be like, we shall go and ask our abuelita what she would like to do. You're like, oh, you didn't translate that? Why why didn't you say little grandmother? Is it... (laughs) Is it that her name? Does yeah, her t- name is capital A Abuelita. And and yet, and Solo knows that. He has a context understanding system that he, tells him that that word for little grandmother is a name when, yeah. when they said it. That's that's what he has. Or, or sometimes they'll just be like, como esta? And that doesn't get translated. Like, como esta? I am returning from the fields. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. So All that's right. that's kind of weird. So one and a half, John? Uh, I'll give it a... I'll give it a two. I'm going to save my my lower than two ones for things I actively hate. That's fair. This one I didn't actively hate. It was just kind of boring and bad. Yeah, it was sort of boring. I mean, it was was cheaply made and very boring, Mm -hmm. but at least it wasn't like 
offensively bad to I mean, my senses. I, I guess I could throw it a two. I I, I can be easily convinced. You can convinced. stay whatever you I'll want. I'll stay at the one and a half. The one and a half because it's a wasted Adrian Brody. <laughs> it's a waste of William Sadler. That's no, not William true. Sadler is He's used the to only full guy e- who gets to shove as much scenery as yeah. possible into William his mouth. Sadler is used to full extent in this movie. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. That's a three and a half out of ten for Solo, a Mario Van Peebles story. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us on this adventure. I'm back. Hi, everyone. Jeff's back. It's not a guest then, and he's here. He's here for a while now, probably. Yeah, at least until we have another one, which we won't. Yeah. God knows I'll never have one, so you won't have to worry about me going anywhere. That's I've correct. I've got nothing going on. He'll just die. <laughs> Uh, I don't die, I fade away. (laughs) So, uh, thank you so much for listening to Movie Mastery. Yeah, we uh, will, of course, be back in a couple weeks with more. If you want, we have our poll up on SystemMasteryPodcast.com. If you go to the in-theaters now, under the movie tab, you can find our poll for the month for what in-theater movie we are going to watch this month. I think right now the winner is currently Ocean's 8. Ooh, that doesn't sound terrible. I mean, people might actually want us to see the real Solo as well. Eh, fuck them. I don't <laughs> care. It's not on the poll. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so you but- can go do that. And if you want for our regular, you want to put on our big list, we've got our big list up at our uh, Reddit thread, thread yeah, r slash system mastery. And our uh, our good friend Patter Har on, on uh, Reddit will take care of adding it to the list for us. Once again, thanks to him for curating that mad- mighty list. Thank you so much. And... Uh, all of our other stuff that we do, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as System Mastery and System Mastery at Gmail. Mm-hmm. We our are, website, SystemMasteryPodcast.com. We are the System Mastery Boys, bringing you the movies that you want us to watch. Yeah, I don't know why they wanted us to see this thing so, so well, much. Well, I mean, people kept saying they wanted us to see Solo, so we did it. Yeah, we, we do what we're told. Hey, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> Unless it's go see Solo, and then we will. Yeah, that's my if-then statement. Uh-huh. My prime directive is, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, unless what you tell me is go see Solo. Unless, through omission of doing what you tell me, no humans will come to harm. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back in a couple weeks. If you want to support us, we've got our Patreon. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Throw us a couple bucks. It lets us, you know, afford to actually go to theaters and watch movies. And also, you know, to pay our rent and have houses and food. Uh, Not even working for John. Pay to watch fucking Solo, the shitty one that we did, because we have to rent that crap. (laughs) No, I had that on DVD. Oh, don't worry. I had the Criterion Collection from the Van Peebles Because I thought Tone Loke might be in it. I thought Tone Loke was in it. Boy, howdy, was I wrong. Yeah, that was a a misstep on my part, and I apologize. (laughs) All right. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Until then, you have a good one.